Hi everyone, welcome to the Chef's Wife's Life podcast. My name is Summer and I'm your host and we have been in this series on homeschooling, answering all the questions. Today I'm sitting down with my good friends Tyler and Jesse. I really like this dynamic because Tyler was a homeschooler for years and now he and his wife are homeschooling their children. So I just thought this was a, a new perspective to look at in this series. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I do. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. So I'm excited to have you here because it's fun to just get that perspective, but you guys also homeschool your kids. And I did have other moms in the previous podcast for homeschooled, such as Christina and Holly, but it's still, I think, a little bit of a different perspective because you still have younger kids and Mm -hmm. also, like I said, having them male perspective on it, I think is cool. For our audience, can you just give them a brief description of who you are so they kind of know a little bit about you? I'm Jesse, and I went to public school all my life in different states, and I wanted to try something different for my kids. I'm Tyler, Jesse's husband. We've been homeschooling for a few years now. I grew up homeschooled, so I get the unique uh, perspective of seeing it from both sides. So. Happy to share that today. Because you only went to kindergarten, right? In public school? And then I your did, mom took you out? I did go to preschool and kindergarten, yeah. And daycare. Okay, good. That was going to be my first question. How long were you actually homeschooled? So now <laughs> I know. Jump the gun. <laughs> I love oh, that. I, I started in first grade and all the way, went all the way through high school. So I've seen every part of it. What kind of style did your mom use? Was it different throughout the years, do you think? Uh, we bounced between different curriculums. We used a Becca a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably our main one all the way through. And then we did Saxon math. So th- those are the main two that I remember. Um, there was some other stuff sprinkled in, as, as but that was the, the gist of it. Was it mostly workbook then, or did you do uh, co-op or go into tutorials or group settings? Uh, we had a homeschool group in for part of the the time that I was homeschooled. My family was on the cutting edge of homeschooling. It was before it was a big thing at all. Because somebody's old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there wasn't a lot of homeschool stuff going on uh, when I was little. It was just me in my room with my book, and that was about it, doing cursive. (laughs) which I'm so glad they don't teach very much anymore. When we moved to Florida, we did find a homeschool group, and uh, that was great. We we met a lot of good friends through that. We did field trips. We went to museums. We went to all kinds of different outings that were educational. I got a lot more of that mixed in uh, as opposed to just doing the book work, which I was definitely still doing. But Yeah. yeah, there was a lot more. Everybody has their feelings on socializing. We have to hit it at some point. We've mm-hmm. hit it in every conversation. I think it's bonkers, personally. Obviously, socializing would have been through co-op, but other ways that you felt like you were interacting with different people in different ages. Yeah, I think yeah, it, you get involved in a lot of different ways, just like you do with when you're in public school. There's all kinds of, you know, I play, I played guitar, and I got into a band, and I played uh, baseball, and... I was going to church and being involved in public service projects. You know, there's all kinds of ways for you to get out into the world and meet people. You're not stuck in your house uh, every day. And so it's... That people think that, though. That's why we have to address it. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally get it. I've heard it my entire life. My mom has heard it her entire life. 
Uh, I totally understand that concern because you it is less. You're not thrown into the fire like you are with uh, public school. Um, that's one of the big advantage, advantages from a parenting perspective is that you get a lot more control over your kids' friends group. Yeah. Like who, who are they making friends with? Like you throw them into school, they could make friends with anybody. You have no idea if they're going to be a positive or negative influence on them. But if you see one of those negative relationships when you're homeschooling, you can take them out of that particular program that they're in if, if it's that big of a deal. So, And by negative, you really just mean like a more like a bully situation. It, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. If your kid's getting abused by somebody, then yeah, you yeah. need to, you need to, you can take action. Like in a public schooling, there's not much you can do. You can, you can mm-hmm. try to get them separated, but. And you don't always see it or know about it. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're usually these events you're involved in, like you're going to the baseball games, you're, you're going to watch your kid play the band. You know, you, you're kind of, you're, you're more involved in those type of settings than you are in public school. I hate that question. It drives me nuts. But, you know, we kind of addressed it in our past podcast. But I really think it's neat that you get to interact with people of all different ethnicities, all different ages, all different special needs and things like that that you may not have Mm -hmm. in your classroom sitting with all the same kids at the same level, same age. Yeah, because who's out during the middle of the day besides homeschoolers? Yeah. Our older generations are out and about in the public libraries and stuff because they're trying to get it before they get to the kids. So yeah. they get to interact with all these people. What was your favorite part, Tyler, of homeschooling? The freedom. You know, like if we wanted to do something, my parents, it wasn't as big a deal. Like pulling your kids out of school and everything, that's, that's a much more involved process and they're missing work. It's harder to catch up on things. So you can take a vacation and pick up right where you left off on the schooling side, you know, if you wanted to do that. You could take a day off, do double work the next day. It gives you a, a ton of freedom, it, which is great as a kid because you get to do a lot of fun stuff during the week. And it's great as, an, as a parent because you, you don't feel that constant stress of having to get your kid somewhere at a specific time and pick them up at a specific time. You can, you can start when you feel like it. You, you're done when you're done, which can be very early or very late, depending on how the day goes. But it's just that freedom and flexibility that you have that I think is, the, is one of the biggest pros. Would you say that's why you guys chose to homeschool? Is that one of the main reasons? It's a big reason for sure. I'm actually not sure it's the main reason for me. I think the main reason is actually just being able to control the, the environment and the curriculum because there's... There's several things, being Christians, there's several uh, things that are taught in public schools that we don't necessarily agree with. So being able to filter that out and and provide a Christian-based curriculum is very, very important. So when you guys got married, is it something you were just like, we're always, I'm going to homeschool? Or was it kind of a debate? How did you get to this conclusion that you wanted to do it? Because this is this was new to you. Did you know people who were homeschooled, Jesse, growing up? Or is, was it a new concept with Tyler? Well, I knew a couple of people in my neighborhood that were homeschooled, but they were definitely the uh, stereotype, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think Duggar family style. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have that great a view on it until I met my husband and his family. Because Tyler has two other brothers. They were all homeschooled as well. And they were dual enrolled in college while they were in high school. So I'm like, oh, 
Okay. Which also led me to believe the subjects that I'm not so sure on. If Tyler can't also do it, because he, obviously he goes to work, and in the daytime, if we want to get it all done in the daytime, when they're, they're older, I can put them into a community college and they'll get their a higher education and get their credit for high school. I like that freedom. We talked about this in another panel, but just the freedom to outsource. Yes. Either the subjects I don't feel like I'm qualified to do or the subjects I just absolutely don't want to do, even if I'm qualified to do it. Anyway, whether it's through the community college or through a co-op or through a private tutor or just another parent who maybe is more skilled than that. So Mm -hmm. I love that freedom. Why don't you guys tell me about the age of your kids and maybe your homeschooling style right now as a family? Okay, so we have a 10-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old son. So our daughter is going into fifth grade now and our son is going into first I think my style is just eclectic. Like it's, I find stuff that works for them. I'll pick up a program and like get like a few weeks through it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't really working out for us. Let me order a new program and we'll do it. And then this past year, it was a thankful, I was thankful that there were online programs to do because of the situation that I was in last year, um, which didn't really lead to a good, me being able to be focused um, as much as I would normally like to be. Like, okay, you did your online, you did it all, and I made sure, and I made sure that your testing scores and things like that were decent, and I was able to breathe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just different styles. I think at that age, it's great because you can hit the core things, and then just in general, I mean, I think in all school, homeschool, not just elementary, but in general, like, life is learning everything that you do is accredited somehow, whether it's baking in the kitchen with you or doing your daily chores or whatever. Those are all things that are part of life. And when you're hitting the core things, even if it's like an online class or something, then they're still getting the experience and they're getting also the freedom to be a child and play, which is so important, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. What would you say is the hardest part for you? Would it be a subject? Would it be the different ages? I guess that answer goes to me because I'm the one that is mainly doing the schooling. Probably right now the ages, because again, um, last year uh, my mother died uh, tragically. So I had to go down to Florida a lot. And that's why I put them into both to an online program. So now that the new year school year is starting, trying to figure out what works best for my daughter, but what also works best for my son. And they seem to be two different programs and two different styles. Because he was kindergarten, right, yeah. last year. That was easy for me to, you know, outsource. But now that he is first grade and starting a little bit more and more stuff, I have to, you know, I didn't really have the time last year to kind of balance out and see what they he was really like, um, how his learning style really is. Mm-hmm. Um, versus my daughter. So I think trying to find that right now is probably the harder part. So what do you guys do when you're having an off day? Because we all have them, right? (laughs) It's not not always easy. What would be your go-to method? Do you just take a break? Do you bring in the principal? Do you... uh... (laughs) I hardly bring in the principal. (laughs) A couple times, yeah, a couple times where... Where the uh, math got a little too hard for me. Not not that fourth grade math was hard, but more of like I wasn't con- sure what they were an- asking for, and I was giving the yeah. the alternate answer in a way. And <clears throat> and I think my daughter's brain style 
especially in math is more like my husband's where I just don't understand. I'm like, how do you solve a problem like that? I, you know, we're both yeah. getting the right answer, but <laughs> it's not clicking for me of how you guys are answering it. And definitely not the way I was taught in public school. So. Yeah, there's math, math in particular, there's a lot of ways to think about and approach problems. Um, a lot of ways to actually solve them. So everyone has a different way that works best for them. So talking about math, you create video games. That's your job. When you went into school doing your dual credit, did you know that was the direction you were heading? I knew that I wanted to do game development from a very early age. I didn't know exactly which aspect of that I wanted to do. There's several different aspects to it, but that was one of the great things about homeschooling is I was able to access my local community college for resources. I was able to learn some stuff on my own through books that I get from the library or videos online all these different ways you can research these different topics and learn. And you have complete freedom to do that. So you can explore what you want to do in the future much more freely in a homeschool setting than, than you would be uh, in a public school setting where they may not offer uh, a lot of the specialized stuff. That They're very, very, very general in public schools. So it's hard to get that specialized like if you want to research a particular vocation that's what really where college is set up not not high school do you want to bring that into your kids education like teaching coding and stuff at a younger age well i mean if they show an interest in coding i'm not going to force it on them uh, i might you know say hey let's try this a couple times and see how they're you know if they're enjoying it if they're picking it up if it's like a slog then obviously you know that's not that's probably not for them. But yeah, we'll definitely be, as they get older, we'll definitely be exploring. I want to make sure that they know what they are interested in before they get to the end of high school. Because I mean, I cannot tell you how many friends I had where they, they finished high school and they had no clue what they wanted to do. And that was really frustrating for me just as a friend because I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I was already on the track. I was, I was moving towards it already. And to see them just kind of like laying around the house after high school. And I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, let's go, like, let's, let's go do stuff. You know, there's a whole world out there. So I definitely want to make sure that my kids don't, don't end up in that situation where they, they just don't, they just flounder after high school. I think you have to find grace though, because you know, my direction has changed over and over the years. And you know, I'm just looking at like, you know, Kai's perspective, he's not ready for college because he doesn't know what he wants. And I'm a firm believer in no debt. So going to just go, it doesn't make sense to me. But I think that as long as they have goals and plans and something they're working towards, whether it's, I'm not going to sit around home, I'm actually going to be working to make money and saving money or learning something along the way, you know, that they're interested in. Obviously, we don't yes. want people just sitting around the house. We're like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Co I mean, college, it doesn't have to be college. You know, it can be getting a job. You can go to vocational school. There's so many different options that you can get involved in. Just something. Yeah. Just something. That's all. But I, I'm, I think I'm also more with summer. You know, I'm like, it's okay not to know what you want to do at the end of high school because you're still young. You still haven't maybe found the thing that you 
you haven't had the opportunity to find that thing that really clicks for you that you're like, hey, this is what I like. This is what I really want to do now. I think it's all right. And I think that's also a different, both Tyler and I, like he's very straightforward in the box. Like he has his ducks in a row type of mentality. Whereas I'm all, I'm all over the place. I'm loosey goosey. Our ducks are not in the row. No. (laughs) My ducks are here, there. One is, you know, out at Starbucks. One thing we have really still, you know, that, I've seen in my kids, like, just really good work ethic. And not just me seeing, but having it verbalized by all their employers. And so, to me, I look that, at that as a win because they're going in to do their job and they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it well until they figure out the next thing they want to do. But they actually have some sort of steps and goals ahead, I guess. For sure. For yeah. sure. If somebody asked you for advice on homeschooling because they were interested in it, what would you share with them? I would say to be flexible. Like I've said, I've switched up my curriculum a couple of times, even in just in the matter of a few weeks, because it's just not working out for us. You know, I've read through it and I thought it would work, but when you're actually push comes to shove and doing it, you realize like, hey, this isn't working for my kid. And it's okay to be like, okay, I'm going to take a break. We can try to work on some of the papers while your new curriculum comes in, but, you know, be flexible with it all. You'll get through it, you'll figure it out, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's another huge advantage to add on to the list. Like, if your kid is not learning or picking up something very well, you can make a change. And that's much, much more difficult to do in a public school setting where... Everyone has to learn the same way. So that's a huge advantage. As far as advice goes, don't be afraid. I find when I've talked to people that they're, they're a little bit nervous about it because they, they don't think they're smart enough or something like that, which I think is crazy. Um, there are so many wonderful resources out there to help you teach. It's not difficult in the slightest. Once you get into that groove, once you get into a program that you like and it's working, it's a breeze. There are programs that take you every step of the way, both as the teacher and teaching the child. So there's nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's very straightforward. Don't be nervous. I think that brings up a good question then. What qualifies you to actually teach? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, here, here's the one qualification that you absolutely have to have. You have to love your kids. That's it. Yep. That's it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have to do. And you can homeschool. All right, guys, this is a growth podcast. So it doesn't have to be homeschooling, but it can be because that's the topic of the day. What is something you are personally learning right now? Learning how to teach my wild child of a son. <laughs> He's crazy. We love it. He's the class clown for sure. And he is just, oh, he's a handful, but I love it. But, you know, trying to figure out how to teach through that. That's been my whole life with him. Just trying to figure, go, going, going through whatever with him. It's just, he just brings about a new way of thinking and a new way of doing things. And, and he gets out of trouble by being so silly. <laughs> Have you ever had to try to punish a funny man? You start cracking up. And then, like, any sort of semblance of punishment is over with. (laughs) The thing that most comes to mind for me is we're looking to move fairly soon. So uh, we are outgrowing our place 
So I've been spending a lot of my time, my free time looking into housing and trying to learn everything I can about how to buy a house, how to take care of a house, all that type of stuff. That's something I've never done. I've never owned a house before. So I'm just looking into everything there is to, to know about that. So that's, that's my big learning right now. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure you want homeschool space in that. Yes. That, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the big reasons. One bedroom for each of us and a, another, and a fourth room for homeschooling stuff because it is just everywhere in my house right now. Like, yeah. I've got several bookcases. I've got things here, things there, things everywhere, which is very much like my mind anyways. So. <laughs> During the school year, our, our kitchen table is overflowing with uh, homeschool work so crafting um, stuff for arts and crafts and all that kind of stuff like we barely <laughs> use our kitchen table during the school year for yeah. dinner <laughs> yeah this podcast is about living your beautifully imperfect life so what are you finding joy in right now in this season i'm just trying to take in the moment um our kids are at a very special age and i don't want to let it pass by you know i want to do things i want to get out there uh, get them is to experience as many wonderful things in this world as I can. That's really my focus right now and where I find the most joy. If if my kids are smiling, then I'm smiling. And that's, that's really my focus right now. I would say the same. You know, this past year has been really hard. So just being able to watch my kids and have fun with them. Well, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and braving it. I'm excited to get this homeschool panel out. This will be the third in the series. I hope that it encourages someone to take the plunge. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks sure. again for being a part. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast and for joining us for the three-week series on homeschooling. If you liked what you heard or you're interested in homeschooling or know someone who is, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Thanks again for pressing play and we look forward to our conversations next week. Thank you.